Lucrae right now, you locked in with Generation Motivation, my man Jay Money. I tried to warn them, told them it was coming, but they ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They tried to knock it, but they couldn't stop it, because they ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They ain't ready What's happening, good people? Hey, it is your boy, Jay Money. AKA J Snipes, AKA the podcast of the people back with another episode of generation motivation, the podcast. Um, you know, I wanted to do something a little special, uh, for this particular episode. Um, you know, first and foremost, I, I, I didn't do a father's day episode, um, prior to father's day. So I wanted to kind of double down and, um, and actually do a father, a father's day uh, episode. And so, what I was able to do, I was able to get a, a couple of my my boys, and when I say my boys, I'm talking about we we, we going on almost like three decades of uh, friendship. So these are uh, uh, brothers that you know we all kind of came into manhood, all went to A and T in the '90s. Um, I'm not gonna say the specific year. I don't want to incriminate anyone in terms of age. Um, but, uh, so we all, you know, all came into manhood and we're all fathers. And I was like, I reached out to these brothers and, and they were willing to, uh, just kind of, you know, share some, some thoughts and, um, a little bit of insight on becoming fathers. So I would like to, uh, welcome Jeff Watts and Jerome Fletcher to, uh, Generation Motivation, the podcast. Hey Jay, it's good to be on here. Thanks for having us, Jay. Yeah, no doubt. And um, hey, but uh, nah, seriously though, I, I really appreciate y'all, you know, taking the time and, um, you know, in regards to to you know fatherhood, for me, it's the most important thing that accomplishment that I've uh, ever been a part of. You know, a lot of times we um, we always think about professionally and you know education wise and you know. Hey, I'm gonna do this, and you know, make a lot of money, and you know, fame and fortune. And but when you're younger, I, I just kind of looked at, you know, I guess that family structure within my household. You know, my my parents, um, you know, having having a father in in the household and being able to um, spend that quality time, you know, with with my parents. So when uh, when I was able to have kids, which was definitely a blessing. Um, I just kind of wanted to pattern myself, you know, after, after my, my parents, man. So, um, but, you know, obviously, um, there are different takes on, on fatherhood. And I, I know both of y'all are, are definitely, uh, great fathers. Um, so I just wanted to, to bring y'all on and, and just kind of pick your brains and get a little bit of insight. So, um, now Jeff Jeff is special because Jeff actually has twins. So Jeff, <laughs> kind of, hey, kind of share us share share us kind of share a little bit of uh, insight on, you know, what it was like, you know, finding out that you were having twins. Um. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was excitement, a little apprehension, you know. But um, it's funny because. I have a twin. I have a twin sister, and so I was very familiar with that special bond that twins develop. Um, going to school together, always in the same grade, always riding the same bus together, having that one person there beside you. Um, even though I have a twin sister and have twin boys, it's still um, a strong bond between your your sibling. And I have other siblings too, and of course I'm close to all of them, but. There's always something special about having that twin. So once uh, we figured out, we figured that we were gonna have twins. It was definitely a blessing, and I just can't imagine my life without those two boys. Yeah, hey, hey, and let the listeners know the ages. Oh yeah, they're eight. Eight. So eight means that they are going into third grade, or they going to the third grade. Going yeah, to the they third just completed second grade, going to third. Gotcha. We're going to definitely circle back around on, on the twin. <laughs> um, and and so, Rome, so let let the uh, listeners know about, the, uh, you know, I guess how it felt once you, you know, figured out that you were 
going to be a father and, and, and just kind of let them know the ages as well. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I remember when we actually waited three years after we got married in order to start to try. And then, you know, Simone came shortly after that. So it kind of just all sort of fit into the plan. And it was just, you know, one thing after another, whether it was the, you know, the engagement, the wedding, the home, and, you know, it kind of just, the dominoes just fell into place. So we were definitely grateful when, you know, Simone came in, you know, 2000. two so so mine are um i have a 15 year old son 12 year old daughter um and we waited what five years before we had kids um so you know it's funny because as much as i thought about the household that i grew up in where it was you know my parents and, and my brother and i have a, you know older brother um i just i never really knew when I guess I was going to turn on the switch to say, Hey, let's have kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with, uh, you know, with my wife, it was more or less like, we just kind of looked at each other one day. Hey, you think you're ready? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And, um, you know, and then next thing you know, it's, it's the process of, of, uh, you know, trying to have kids. And, um, and so with us, we actually had two miscarriages you know, prior to having, um, our kids. And, uh, so, and I remember, you know, the first time, uh, well, you know, when we found out that we were pregnant and I remember actually being in the, in the, in my parents' house, kind of surprised them. We, uh, traveled to, to visit them, you know, stayed overnight, whatnot. And, uh, and told them the news, Hey, you know, um, you know, she's pregnant and that was going to be my parents, you know, first grandchild. And, and, uh, so my wife actually had a, a miscarriage that same night, you know, at my parents' house. So it was just like, you know, wow. Um, so you, it's one of those things where you kind of, it, it, you don't, I guess when you're going through it, you really don't know how many other people are going through, you know, that same situation because it's just so personal. Um, but then once you start kind of, you know, doing research and of course, you know, once she had the miscarriage and everything and kind of talking to the doctors and doing research, it's like, wow, it's, it, it, it's more commonplace um, than you really think, you know? Um, and then, so once she had the miscarriage, we kind of just put off, um, you know, having a child probably for, I think like a, another year, we don't know why it just more or less, we just kind of, you know, put it off and then we had another miscarriage and it was, but it was really, really early in the process, you know? Um, and then we didn't wait as long that, that next go around. And then, you know, we were able to, you know, have our son. So, um, but it's, you know, all in all, it's definitely, you know, definitely a blessing to, uh, you can never take for granted. I mean, it's, it's a, it's something, it's a, it's, it's God's gift to us. So we can never take for granted, um, being able to be a father to begin with. Um, any of y'all got any insight on that? Well, that's definitely true. Cause I mean, my wife and I had a similar situation. Um, she went through four miscarriages and for us, the last one was really hard. 
we found out that it was a baby girl that Monday, and we lost her that Friday. Mm. And so at that point, I was willing to, I didn't want to see my wife go through that hurt anymore. Right. So I was fine without trying, you know, just, hey, we're happy together, just let's let's live our life and, you know, and still be fulfilled. But God bless her, she was determined, so uh, we tried, and um, i never forget, I was um, going back to A&T, taking classes, and in the middle of class, she texted me, and so I snuck out of the classroom, because I... You know, normally she knows I'm in class, she wouldn't text me. Yeah. But then she told me we were having twins. Mm. And so, um, of course, I was just overjoyed and went back into my classroom. And like I said, God bless us. We now have two healthy boys growing up faster than I can ever imagine. Right. And so, yeah, so it was definitely, God knew what we needed. And so... Hey, what are the challenges of having twins, though? Now, I know they are, they always have built-in built um, playmates, but I'm sure right, they, <laughs> <do>. <laughs> hey, they always have that. Um, but, like, what are what are the, the challenges, man? Like, do you see any animosity between them? I know, you know, and they're identical. They're the fraternal. Okay, 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 cool. Okay, so, but... Is there like any animosity between the two different, like totally different personalities? No, it's just that they have very interests. Um, one of them is in love with superheroes, anything has to do with Marvel, DC, what have you. And the other one, he's really into cars and trucks and more mechanical. Okay. So you just have to have interest in their interests. Uh, um, I'm growing up I was more like uh, into superheroes as well but I can't let that be biased towards that interest so it's just kind of a balancing act to make sure that you focus on each one and you're nourishing their interest as well Right. Um, now actually they're both on the spectrum for autism Okay. so that could be a challenge as well because sometimes um you just have to research what autism is and understand their thought process on certain things and kind of nourish that. Um, but again, um, they're a joy to have around. Um, and when it's your child, that extra care, the things you have to do, um, it is something you realize you have to do. So it's, um, something that I think is instilled in a parent to do the extra mile and make sure that they are taken care of. Right. Exactly. Um, Rome, I was going to shift to you for a second. So, you know, with both of us having, um, having girls, how did you feel? I know how I felt, but how did you feel when you found out that you were having a girl? Yeah, first of all, let me just, you know, congratulate both of you on your determination, you know, during the difficulty of, you know, the process to keep going and, you know, you still ended up where you're at, which is a beautiful situation and you, you could have chose something different. So, so you know, hats off for that. Um, but for me, yeah, appreciate it. you know, yeah, for me, you know, it, 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 it was... I'll tell you, I had one request. You know, my wife was like, oh, let her have hair, let her be this, let her be that, you know, oh my God. And, you know, she looked like her mother. I was like, please don't let the girl come out looking like me. I was like, she's going to have a hard life if she ends up looking, looking, looking at my face for the rest of her life in a mirror. But, right. you know, thank God, you know, she came out looking like her mom, who I think is, you know, so beautiful. And I know we... We all love our wives, but that was my only thing I was worried about. And you know, from that standpoint, you know, it was it was just it was just great from there. And she she was she was a she was a a child who always liked to put on a show. I mean, somebody would come around and she just perk up, and you know, Drew dressed her up like a little baby doll all the time, and 
you know, it was just, it was a, it was a great situation. So very, very happy. Okay. So, so for me now with, with me having, um, you know, my son first, so he was older and then I was like, man, okay. So once we found out that now, I guess I never really, I'm trying to think that I would really say, Hey, I want to have a boy and a girl. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I love the balance of it. Um, and you know, of course, I just want to make sure everyone's healthy first and foremost. But, but, but once I got the news that it was a girl, like it was just something in my chest, like my, my heart started beating even faster than just knowing that you, you know, you're having a child to begin with. It's like, okay. You know, you feel, you feel like when you have a little girl, man, you got to make sure that there, that, that protection mm-hmm. factor is there. Um, Cause you feel vulnerable and he's like, Hey man. I, and, 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 and of course just children, I mean the parental instincts kick in to begin with like, okay, that's my child. I'm not going to let anybody do X, Y, Z to my child. And I'm gonna make sure they're taken care of blah, blah, blah. Well, at least good parents do that. I can't speak for all parents, but, <laughs> but, um, but you know, when it was a little girl, I was like, man, I went all the way from seeing the ultrasound to okay, now she's in high school and dating, like all in the blink of an eye, just like if you're watching a sitcom. I mean, I I promise you, it like flashed all before my eyes. And I was just like, man, I got to make sure no one's trying to take advantage of her. You know, this is my baby girl. I You know, so it was just, it was just, uh, I don't know, maybe just being overprotective from, from the get go. Now, some of that's carried over into, uh, her being 12, just still being overprotective of the kids to begin with. Um, but I just know it was, I just had a different feeling knowing that it was a little girl, you know, I guess that's how society has kind of, you know, built us. Um, and come to find out, Hey, it's it's a lot of girls out there tougher than, than the boys. So, you know, um, but, uh, so now one thing I did like was the fact that I had my son first. So, you know, you always have this mentality of you, hey, you train them right. Look, your little sister, you, hey, you make sure she's taken care of. You know, if I can't be there, you know, you're extension of, um, you know, your mom and dad. So hey, if someone is doing something at school, I need you to go investigate, find out what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Never let, you know, anything happen, you know, to your, to your baby sister. So I, I, I do like that. Now, with 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 Simone being um, that much older uh, than Cameron, so it, does she is she does she still have like that protective mentality too? Yeah, when she's not trying to kill him herself, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? You know, first and foremost, she gives him a hard time, but you know, toughen him up. Yeah.
No, they never take it too far. You never got to really fuss at them. It's just a matter of... It, the thing is, sometimes they're not both in a playful mood at the same time. Right. And, you know, she might want to be playing. He's like, you know, girl, you've been alone. And then you got to say, you know, look, don't bother him. Or then she don't feel good. And he want to play. You got to don't bother her. Right. So, you know, it's, it's disrespecting boundaries. I think that's the easiest way to put it, respecting each other's boundaries. Right. Got you. And I'm glad you brought up that. Um, that point about you know being more mature than you were at 26 because I knew you at 26, so I I uh, I agree I do agree with that. That was <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I knew you would. Well, thank you. And and Jeff agrees with it too. He's not saying anything, but he knows. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't listen to him. <laughs> hey. Um. So so Jeff now. Now you said yeah. you said that your your sons get get along very well, so no no sil- well, uh, sibling rivalry no, at all. Um, <laughs> sometimes um, they either playing together or fighting. I mean, but I think you know the expression "boys would be boys," and they kind of fall into that. Um, they are protective from one another around other people. Okay, um, but. Um, So boys would be boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. I got you. So, um, so let's dig a, a little bit deeper though. Like now, um, you know, uh, one of the topics that I wanted to speak about, and I was saying something about this before we started recording, um, I guess just to kind of dig deeper, you know, when we see everything that's going on in the news, you know, as, as, as fathers, um, whether it be, you know, the mass shootings that's taking place in the schools, whether it be, um, you know, cyberbullying or bullying in schools, whether it's um, human trafficking, stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it just, I'm, I'm, I'm the type that I'm already very, very, um, very, very protective. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I, I'm not OCD protective, but I don't have the D on there, but I'm OC on protective. And uh, so, but how, how do y'all, I mean, how does it make you feel when, and, and I don't know if that's the right terminology, how does it make you feel, but just in, in regards to being fathers, knowing the type of world that we're living in, just even, even to over the last couple of years with COVID, you know, the decisions that we have to make. Um, as 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 parents sending the kids back to school or hey should you go to school virtually is it is it is it healthy for you to be at at home where you can't socialize with your friends at school um just think about like these decisions that we have to make that affect uh you know the children so how 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 do y'all feel about that some of these life-changing life-altering decisions that that you're making lot of strong women out there who are doing a wonderful job taking care of the, of the children. Mm-hmm. But I do think a strong parental unit is best for a child to handle situations like this. Yes. Um, for, for one, you can bounce ideas off each other. You can figure out the correct way to look over your child. Um, typically, I am a little bit more protective, but She's a mama bear too, so right. she's gonna make sure that um, we both are looking out, making sure that you talk to your children like, "Hey, these are warning signs. Um, if you see something, say something." Um, just to make sure that they feel safe. Um, and you know, um, unfortunately, times are a lot different um, now than. We were, then we were growing up. Right. Um, you mentioned cyberbullying. Cyberbullying. You yeah. had to worry about that. Yeah, we worry about the big kid and the right. bathroom maybe picking on you. Right. But now it just seems like things could be so much more manipulative and mean than when we were growing up. So just being invested in your children's life, um, knowing 
what they are looking at online. Um, give them freedom, but also having borders. So you can do a bad a bad job of raising your child. It's very important. Um, school shooting is kind of tricky um, because my boys are eight. Um, they don't know a lot about the news and the unfortunate situations that are happening in this country. Right. But um, we do tell them um, just, you know, just try to be careful and just kind of, you see anything kind of crazy, you know, tell your teacher, you know. Um, luckily, my kids do go to a smaller school, mm-hmm. uh, a charter school. Okay. And so, um, of course, it can still be dangerous, but it's a little more secure, I think, than some of these big public schools um, where everything, you can just walk in. It is more encased, okay. which is good. Um, and... So I think that definitely helped the situation. And Rome, before I before I shift over to you, I was gonna say Jeff. So, um, I guess with your kids being eight, so they're they're not at an age where they're online, so they they haven't been yeah. exposed to, you know, social media and all of that stuff. So they still have a little bit of time no. for that. Oh, yes. Um, but you know, it, it's tough because you want to be able to you want to be able to let kids know let me it's it, it's it's kind of like a tightrope in terms of you know you want the kids to not be afraid to go out in the world but at the same time you want the kids to be cautious and understand that that there are dangers lurking lurking everywhere you know what I'm saying? So that's, and especially at that age, like you said, you got to be able to give them some, some type of freedom without, um, without kind of, I guess, putting fear in their heart because you don't want them to be afraid of everything too. Um, so, so Rome now with you, what, uh, like, what are your thoughts in, in regards to, I, I guess, being able to kind of, you know, let the kids have some freedom, but also feel secure in knowing that they're making the right decisions, you know, out in the world at their ages to protect themselves. Yeah. So, so for Simone, who is 16, you know, we, we just, we promote the freedom of, you know, phones and, you know, the ability to see what's going on in the world, but we just don't uh, do social media. And one is, you know, I don't do social media, but, Simone, she has just got a, a Facebook page for her pageant that she started doing. And that, you know, of course, just to promote that, because you have to have it in order to participate. But we just we just don't do a lot of social media. I believe We believe that social media is something that too many people wrap their self-esteem and their confidence around. And, you know, you're more concerned about what other people think about you than you should think about yourself. And that that's unhealthy. You know, it, it's not solely the fault of social media is how people choose to use it. Everyone who uses it is not, you know, using it in a poor way, but it can, you know, it's left, you know, unchecked, get sort of out of line pretty quickly. So that that's how we feel about that. And, you know, with the shootings and whatnot, like Simone, we, we'll watch the news every day, and she's been doing that for years. Uh, Cam, we love it. You don't care about the news right now. But right. Um, Simone, we'll watch it every single day. So we we will be up to we'll be up to speed on current events, what's happening, where it's happening, why it's happening, and you know. So you know, we always have always having those kind of conversations. And with her being in high school, you know, going into you know her junior year, you know, this is this is important for her to understand that you know, hey, uh, what am I getting into? <laughs> into this world when I come out of high school and, you know, go to college and, you know, choose that pathway. So, you know, there's a, there's, there's a crazy world out there. And, I mean, I know it's not the same as when we were growing up, but, you know, we still have bullies on bus when I was growing up. We have bullies on school. We have people with guns and, you know, all that stuff. So it's just only gotten more amplified in this day and age. And, 
lot of issues. And the faster you can make sure your children are aware of them, the better. Right. And you, you brought up an interesting point in regards to, <clears throat> excuse me, watching the news and stuff. Because I know growing up, um, man, like they, we watched the news every day. It was more or less like, when, you know, my parents, we were all around the dinner table. You watch the local news, you watch the world news, and then you watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. That's how we, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, yep. that pattern took place uh, for years. But, you know, now with, um, I guess, with social media and just, you know, the kids getting a little bit older and having access to the Internet and being able to get on YouTube and, you know, surfing the web and doing all these types of things, um, like we we didn't have that foundation as much. In, in my household, but we started introducing it though, because we didn't want the kids to think a, you know, the world is, well, let me, I, I can't say we, I'm going to say more so me. And then, you know, my wife, uh, uh, you know, jumped on board as well, but it is it, more or less like, Hey, we got to let the kids know. I mean, Hey, it's a dangerous world out here. You know what I'm saying? Everything is not, you know, all peachy and, and, and roses and, and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is not your friend. That's why I don't even like that phrase when, when the kids are in elementary school. Hey, I made a new friend today. No, no, you didn't. It's a, it's a kid that you know their name and they say hello and y'all might have played together. But that you didn't make a friend. You know what I'm saying? A friend is is it's a deeper bond, you know, becoming a friend. So, um but you know, it's just it's just one of those things where it's it's just a it's a very very thin line. You you know, you want the kids, you know, you want them to have hope. You want them to you know not think that the world is is a bad place. You, you know what I'm saying? It's a good place. I have dreams, aspirations. You know, I want to I want to serve the community. I want to do good. But then on a when you turn that news on, and everything within the first twenty minutes. You know, hey, murders, um, who got arrested, what's going on in the world, um, you know, civil unrest, just all kinds of stuff. You know, that's why they were really um, kind of shell-shocked when when everything took place with uh, George Floyd because they, they never really watched the news as consistently as they did when that took place because in our household, CNN was on like almost around the clock during that, you know, entire ordeal. So for them to see that, and it was like, is this really happening? You know what I'm saying? So then you got to go into those. We, and we've had conversations about that. You, you know, it, you know, they, they learn certain things in school, but we reinforce certain things in the household and just kind of let them know everything that, you know, we give our, our two cents. Let me just put it like that. You know what I'm saying? So the media gives their two cents. Schools gives their two cents on it. We give our two cents. And you got to be able to decipher through everything. And you're smart enough and old enough to be able to, um, you know, understand and, and kind of decipher and make your own decisions on on certain things. But, it yeah, it's just, um, you know, it's just as they get older, you know, when, when they're younger, you, you're just more concerned about, um, hey, making sure that they're that they're making friends and they like going to school and you know no one's picking on them and they don't get hurt. You don't want to get a phone call from school. Hey, you know your child fell down and broke their arm and stuff like that. And then so those are the hur- hurdles that you have to overcome when they're younger. And then as they start getting to the point where hey they want to hang out a little bit. Hey, can can I go to the basketball game? Can I go over a friend's house? Can I you know go to the movies? And then they, you know, and in Rome now you're at the point where, you know, Simone is driving, you know, about to get a license or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So like it's just now you gotta it's another hurdle because now you gotta think about, hey, if you know, if you stop by the police or make sure the people that you let in the car are doing what they're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So and then soon it'll be off to college. But um and you know, dating and all of that stuff. So um speak a little bit on that like how how you feel about the transition or what how how do you implement i guess what you've taught in the household to make sure that that the kids are making the right decisions 
Yeah, so we, um, you know, these are exciting and, and fun times, you know, for our kids. You know, we don't, there's not a lot of, you know, doom and gloom because we don't want them to sort of just get this feeling like, you know, everything sort of just adds up to something negative. So, you know, we try to, you know, make a lot of positive out of it. Like, when we're watching the news and we talk about Good Boy in America, you know, they have a, they have a political side, they have a human side, they have a, you know, weather side, sports side, you know, pop culture, you know, it all sort of blends in to make it more well-rounded. So it gives you more of that, you know, picture of life. And we do like, you know, laughing at things that, you know, we always find something to laugh at, you know, or someone to laugh at. And, you know, it's, um, it just keeps, keeps us sort of sane. So we're not focused on the negative all the time, but, you know, with, you know, Sloane growing up and driving and, you know, getting her hours that she'd get, she's gotten her learner's permit and, you know, just, you know, getting ready for her to go to college, which will be, you know, it'll be a, a very sad day, you know, if she leaves the house. But, you know, our job is to prepare them and raise them up so that, you know, they can go out and be strong on their own. And, if, you know, as a father, if I fail to make sure that she can do that, then I have truly failed, you know, as a father. That's my job is to make sure that I prepare them for the world, especially in a world when I'm not going to be here for as long as she's going to be here or he can, he's going to be here. So... So from our standpoint, you know, we, we we talk to them, we teach them, we explain the why and what we do and why we do it, and you know the you know the purpose of life and to be happy. We want them to be happy and productive citizens. That's what we tell them all the time. And happy is coming first, and then they can be productive. But if they're not happy people, then they can't be productive, and they won't be giving you know what this world needs in order for them to you know meet it. So um, we talk about it all the time, but you know we're. We're just happy that they understand most of it, and just by that constant, constant reiteration of live examples and live experiences, it's easy to say what we did 30 years ago, but when we can translate something into something they did today into a lesson, right? And that's when they learn the fast. True, that's true. And huh. looking for me, my kids still being relatively young, it's still the fun stage. <laughs> it's right. Because of, um, having water gun fights um, in the backyard. They're still going to, you know, toy store, toy stores and, and you know, making them happy and make sure they're safe and sound. Right. But, Jay, I, I do have a question for you and Rome. Um, I don't have girls, so I just can't imagine the pressure of, of the influences, especially for young ladies. Um, I call it the Kardashian syndrome where everybody wants to be uh, on TikTok, they want to be glamorous, and it seems like to me there's a lot of pressure raising young girls. I know you, you touch upon it, um, but I just would like to hear the viewpoint for both of you guys on on that. Well, I know. I can tell you from my side. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I, well, I was gonna say I know you touched on it a little bit, Rome. But you want to you want to tackle it first? Yeah. The, the only thing I was gonna say is you know. Jeff, it, it boils down to the confidence of the girl. Mm. Like, you know, you guys know me. I, I do not lack in confidence. And you? My children. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought you were shy and just kind of. <laughs> my, my children do not lack in confidence. And, you know, we love confidence. We hate arrogance. But, you know, you have to be secure in who you are and your body and what you look like and knowing that you're beautiful and you're handsome and, you know, you know, I, I, I will say, Jeff, you know, as far as that social media, which is always focused on, not always, I shouldn't say that because that's not true. It's, it's focused a lot on the external, the external appearance of girls. You know, um, you know, Simone, um, Lord knows I never had braces and my teeth were, you know, decent and Drew never had braces and she had like an extra tooth and a crooked tooth and a, we were like, what in the world? And so one of the things for her was making sure that her teeth were good. And so as soon as she could get braces, we slapped them on, and they came off, and her teeth are straight, and she's pretty, and she understands that. And then one day she just woke up and was like, you know, I want to do beauty pageants. And, you know, now she's doing them. And, you know, it's, but, but the, the, the point of the, the pageant and everything is, it just builds their confidence. And so that they... When they run into that person, because you know they will, who's going to say, you know, well, you're ugly or you're this and you're that and whatever. 
And they're going to be like, no, I'm not. Because I know I'm not. You know, just because you say that I am, you know, you can't let that person have that power over you as a young woman because that's when she'll meet the wrong boy. And then he'll think that he can control her by using those same trigger words or negative words. And we're like, we, we set the bar high in the Fletcher house. And we tell people we don't lower it for anybody. That, that means nobody. And so her having that confidence, I think, is where the foundation of her strength comes from. And that's how you battle the TikTok and the social media, not by trying to be like other people, just being secure in who you are as a person. And it, it takes time, but it, it works. You know what? And, and, and Jeff, I was going to reinforce exactly what Rome said. Hey, it's that confidence. I mean, and you know, it's, a, I mean, it's the same for girls and boys, and I, you have to be confident in yourself. You know, we've all gone through our trials and tribulations. Um, I mean, we, we were, you know, their age at, at one point, and, hey, am I good enough? You know, are my grades good enough? Did, the outfit I'm wearing, is that good enough? You know what I'm saying? But it's it, it all boils down to that confidence, and that's something – that's stressed in the household uh, around the clock. And also the fact that, you know, we have, um, you know, women with very, very um, strong personalities in regards to, you know, that as well. Reinforcing that, baby, A, you know, you're beautiful. I'm reinforcing it. She's reinforcing it. And it's, it's something to be able to hear from, you know, your mom with her being female, a female, and your mom is reinforcing it. And your mom can tell you stories about um, being a child and, you know, building confidence and stuff like that. That, you know, it's, it's one thing coming from me as a as a father. But then she can always say, well, but you, you've never been a girl my age. You don't know, blah, blah, blah. But when, you, when, when your mom can tell stories and she can reinforce and then, you know, just just the power of positivity in the household, you know, pulling up real life um you know, experiences showing them, hey, this is someone that looks like you and look at what she's doing. Look at listen to her stories. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just all about being able to step into your own, understand your body, understand that you're beautiful, um, you know, within and outward. And and don't let like Rome said, don't let anyone tell you anything different. You know what I'm saying? Because what is the definition of beauty? How, you know, just because a million people might give you a like and say, oh, my gosh, you know, you're beautiful. I like what you're wearing and I like this and that about you. I like your hair. You know what I'm saying? Does that make that person any more beautiful than a person who less people know? So you're not going to get as many likes because you don't know a million people. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 it's a very, very um thin line with that but as long as the person has confidence and they understand themselves and they they know where they're going in life and what their goals are and what their limits or how to step out of their comfort zone and and things of that nature i think um i think that's the best reinforcement man it really is um hey so so to wind down I wanted to ask both of you this this last question, um, Jeff. Starting with you, so what advice would you have? You know, being that you at or you're at this point now where you're you know a, a father to to eight year olds, what advice would you um, would you give to to those looking to become fathers who are who are not yet at that point? What is the biggest takeaway from back. fatherhood? To me, it's just invested. Um, my parents have invested in me. I'm invested with my children. Um, I think it is, like I said earlier, it's, it's so important to, I feel, to have that two-parent unit um, to, it makes things a lot easier to raise your child. And you want to make sure that they get their attention. Um, like you guys so briefly put, um, you give them that confidence. You let them know that hey, I'm here for you, that I'm in your corner, that you give them that confidence and you let them be themselves also. Um, it's just 
until you have kids, you don't realize that special bond. Um, and I know there's an old cliche um, about it. anybody could be a father, but it takes a real man to be a dad. Mm. And to me, that's true. It's like, um, to, I, I have my children a little bit older than, than you guys. Um, but just to have them in your life is such a blessing. And I just can't imagine my life going any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Rome, what say you on that topic? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I think that, you know, success to me is, and you know there's going to come a day, you know there's going to come a day where they're going to make a mistake and something's going to happen. And, you know, they're going to panic and they're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. I just want them to be strong enough to be like, man, you know, my dad is going to kill me, but let me call him and let him help me fix this. And he goes, he's going to kill me after he helps me fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, it, that, that, that foundation of them to know that there's nothing that we can't get through together, even when they do make mistakes, because it, it is going to happen. And I don't want them to hide it or, you know, run from it, just accept it and learn from it and then move on. But if we can, if I can, we can hear in our house, make sure that they know that, you know, the door is always open for whatever it is that they go through. I think that that means we sort of raise them right. And then, you know, they can, uh, they can again, keep growing and be productive people. So, so your advice to, I guess, a, a father, uh, or one that's thinking about becoming a father would be to build trust, build that bond within the household and build that trust to where they can come to you in, in any situation. Yeah. And, and, you know, actually, and the, thing, the thing that makes me think about that the most is when we were in college. And hey, your parents hey, hey. Oh, okay. I was about to say, hey, no incriminating information. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents were always there for you through thick and thin. And I was like, I always felt like you felt that way about your dad. It's like, okay, you know, something happened, you know. Yeah, he might be mad, but I'm going to call him and tell him and let him be mad and, and sort of work our way through it. And to me, that was uh, that, that was eye-opening because, again, not having that, you know, in, with, with me, it just said, okay, that's what I want. And, you know, you, you pick up things from people, different people you you see how people do things and you say, okay, you know, you, you learn from those things and that's, that's what shapes your behavior. And, you know, you pick up things. <laughs> nah, well, I, I appreciate that. You know, the compliment to my parents and, uh, Hey, trust me, I did a whole lot of running. It was, it wasn't that easy. Hey, I'm in trouble. Let me, I'm gonna pick up the phone. Uh, no, <laughs> let me go and hide him for a little while first before I decide to pick that phone up. You know, I knew they would have my back, but boy, good gracious, you know. Um, And for me, I guess to kind of end on this note, but for me, I guess the advice um, that I would give is um, it's just it's just, you know, kind of the piggyback off of both of y'all. It's just kids are such a blessing. They're not promised to everyone. So if you're blessed to be able to have a child, make sure you do any and everything you possibly can to make sure that that child is taken care of. And that's just not financially. You know, that's that's I mean, spiritually, that's, um, you know, of course, financially, but just emotionally, um, you know, we don't there's no manual that you're going to be given when you become a father that says hey if this situation happens turn you know you look in the table of contents and it says turn to page 17 paragraph three it, there's no manual you know what i'm saying so like rome said it's all about picking up bits and pieces of you know what you've been uh exposed to the better parts of your life and being able to implement that and just kind of mold yourself 
into being the you know the parent that you know that you want to be in 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 a, a parent that your children can be proud of you know hey we all we hey we all make mistakes may not be where we want to be but i mean the fact that you have children that look up to you and it, it doesn't cost anything to you know to give love to the kids you know what i'm saying it doesn't cost anything to be a positive role model it doesn't cost anything to reinforce like jeff was saying you know nurturing nurturing their dreams so um i think that's the advice that i would give just stay in tune to your kids listen pay attention don't always look for something wrong look for the right things as well once you pick up on them hone in on it reinforce it just try to be a positive role model and like ron was saying hey you know you want them to be happy and productive citizens and i think i think that's the the best advice that i could give and it's, it's definitely a blessing i i hey i couldn't I couldn't imagine, you know, not having my kids in my life either. That's why I'm going to hate being an empty nester one day. But, um, but any, any, um, <clears throat> any last thoughts from either one of you, any words of wisdom or y'all all tapped out? Well, I just want to say thank you for the host, um, for this opportunity to speak. Um, I love your podcast. Uh, I think you're doing a wonderful job. So my man, thank you for, uh, giving us this avenue to, Celebrate being a father. Um, yeah. It's like you say, it's our most important job, and so I just want to thank you for that. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I really do. And, and I would just say I'm, you know, so proud of you know who we have become as men. You know, meeting as boys, and now look at us, and we're raising, you know, men and women, uh, all of us. So I would just say. Um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a great journey. The journey is not over, but, you know, uh, if we just keep doing what we're doing, more great things will happen, and just enjoy the ride. I mean, I hate it when people just have so much doom and gloom about everything. If you let it consume you, it will. Just find the joy. Look for short-term things to look forward to, and just, just try to be happy. Happiness is a choice. If you're not happy, do something about it. Make sure you raise happy people so that they're not, you know, angry in this world. We got enough of that. Exactly. Hey, and, and um, I want to thank both of y'all for, you know, uh, taking the time out to uh, come on the podcast. I want to salute both of y'all, you know, for the men that you have become and, you know, for, for the fact that y'all are both, uh, you know, raising happy and productive uh, citizens. So a hey, much love to both of y'all as well. Um, hey, and with that being said, I want to thank all the listeners for tuning into this episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. Um, I salute all of y'all as well. I appreciate all the love, all the support. Continue to, you know, like, share, post um, so we can continue to bring content such as this. Um, and uh, hey, until next time, much respect.